Welcome to Sleepless in St. Canard with Nostalgia Places Run Cycles. I'm Kitty. And I'm Ange. And we haven't slept in 30 years. This is a podcast about the 90s Disney cartoon Darkwing Duck, where we lay on the morals real thick, where beautiful memorials are constructed, and where murderous supervillains get book deals. That's right, dear friends. And grieving widows and such, today we are talking about Dead Duck. What a title. <laughs> it's on the notes. <laughs> on the bill, even. Uh, so, so, yeah. Do you have any overall thoughts, concerns, news updates before we dive on in here into the afterlife? Uh, only thing I'll say is I was curious to see who wrote this episode because, I don't know, I just was. And it was a writer who I think only wrote on this single episode and no other episodes in the series, which I thought was interesting. And it was someone Hmm. named Carter Crocker. Carter. You're out there. (laughs) We have questions. I mean, it was was pretty well written and had Mm -hmm. lots of funny parts and puns and stuff. Oh, yeah. I think that's why I looked it up because I was like, there's a lot of puns in this one. And I, I was just curious to see who was behind it all. And that was the name I got. Who you could shake your fist at. What a name. <laughs> Carter Crocker. Carter Crocker, you mad genius, you. It is very much a strange episode. Um, oh, I see we haven't done one of these in so long. Uh, don't we usually have you do like a, a five second recap? Sure. The episode? So I literally just watched the episode like an hour ago <laughs> to like refresh my memory uh but basically darkwing duck dies and goes to hell and he's just like that's not gonna stop me (laughs) and he leaves (laughs) which i think is the most badass thing that darkwing has ever done on the tv show (laughs) ever Uh and then he gets chased down by death throughout the episode and there's all kinds of funny stuff and i i always forget morgana was in this episode because She's in it, but she's not a huge part of the plot, and it's not really centered around her. So I, I, I don't know. Usually I'm very good at remembering what who's in what episodes, but I always get surprised. I'm like, oh, yeah, Morgana. So she's, she's there, pretty, too. She's pretty good in this one, too. She's not like the, the shrieking, you know, love interest. She still has her, her quirky magic that doesn't work, but she's the pretty level-headed Morgana in this one, which I enjoyed. Exactly. And yeah, the it, it has some emotional parts. Tony J is death, which I think is... R.I.P. Tony J. He, I loved him. Uh, he played, for those who are not aware, if you ever watched Reboot, he played Megabyte, and he was Shere Khan in Tailspin as well. And he was Judge Claude Frollo in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. He does some really iconic stuff. So he was perfect. He got to sing one of the creepiest Disney songs ever put into a musical movie. It's true. And uh, yeah, Tony J, a legend. And great. He's so good at everything, but he's so good as death in this too. Um, so yeah. So one thing that I did not remember about this episode, because... I honestly don't know the last time I watched it, which I feel like I say every time we we do an episode where we watch something. But I, again, just like last week, I forgot this was a Megavolt episode. 
I always forget that he's there. So every time he's on screen, I'm just like that meme of Leonardo DiCaprio and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where he's pointing at the TV. I'm like, oh! <laughs> like a vault. And he just kind of jumps in from the beginning, too. So if you guys at home want to watch along on Disney+, Plus, this is Season 1, Episode 47, Dead Duck. Uh, Darkwing Duck becomes a ghost-like being. <laughs> You're not wrong. Ghost-like, but not a ghost. ghost. <laughs> I mean, he literally becomes a ghost because he is dead. It's just funny that they kind of tried to gloss over in the description that he dies when that is basically 90% of the episode <laughs> is him being dead and talking about how he's dead when he finally you know, accepts the fact that he's dead, but we'll get there. Um, but this episode opens with Launchpad and Darkwing chasing Megavolt, doing one of my favorite things that Megavolt does in the show when he's skating on the power lines. Does he do it that so in any other episodes? I feel like he does, but I don't, honestly, I don't remember, but it's spectacular and i love it and it's a perfect way like last episode we watched was inside binky's brain where he had a pickup truck i would much rather <laughs> be skating along the power lines with his token you know bag of money with a big money sign on it it's just it's so good it's just so funny and it's it seems like a very efficient way to travel because he he keeps up he like they have to really gun it to catch up to him and also there was at one point, and I it, it's one of my big regrets in life, which um, is not really that big of a regret, but I like to be dramatic. There's a webcomic artist slash writer, Ryan North, who did the, the dinosaur comics, and he writes now for um, The Incredible Squirrel Girl and The Adventure Time comic books. He's been a bunch of those, but he million years ago had an online shop where he had laundry bags that were those big burlap sack looking things that just had the big dollar sign on it and i i was like oh i should buy that and it's gone and it's never come back <laughs> just think that would be so funny just rolling up to the laundromat with a big like beagle boy money sack full of dirty clothes you should contact yeah. him and ask him if he still sells them Dear Mr. North, you still got them sacks of fake money? Hit me up. I assume he listens. Everyone in the world listens to our podcast. Orion hit me up with one of the money sacks. But yeah, so Megavolt is skating along the power lines. And of course, they wind up because I feel like this whole episode, too, is very Looney Tunes. Mm -hmm. It's very slapstick. So they chase Megavolt and wind up in an anvil factory. So, of course, anvils are raining down all over the place. And um, uh, they do catch up to Megavolt and he's thwarted by a completely ridiculous thing that then comes back later where Darkwing like puts his hands together and wiggles his middle fingers on either side of his hand. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like you put the backs of your, your hands together, basically. I don't... You know, I would be as confused as Megavolt and later death would be if someone prompted me to do that. Darkwing also only has four fingers, so I don't know if that gives him an advantage over us humans. Oh, that could be. That very well could be. But he says, uh, I bet you can't do this, because Megavolt was talking about how he could do anything. And Megavolt, spectacular, brilliant, beautiful Megavolt. Uh, says any idiot can do that 
and tangles up his fingers. And he tries to do that, and as he's like trying to untangle them, he grunts to himself, Any idiot can do that! Ow! Ooh! Oh, okay, so it just proves I'm not any idiot! It's all over, Megabolt. Uh, Your oh goose is cooked! <laughs> just make me laugh. We should all reframe our failures like Megabolts. Everyone take a take a leaf out of his book, take a spark out of his bulb. He is not afraid to admit when he has one brain cell. Yes, because he's got one more than 90% of the people in St. Canard. So, that's it. Bigger dummies than him. And then this is, I think, well, I mean, we've already talked about the anvils and Megavolt tangling up his fingers. But this is where I got, like, really <laughs> clued into the fact that this was going to be a very silly episode which i think is interesting because it deals with such dark subject matter but it's so goofy that it never really feels all that dark because darkwing says your goose is cooked or something to that effect and megavolt they're on the catwalks in the anvil factory and he runs over and there's an oven there <laughs> and he opens the oven and there's a goose cooking in it and he tests it he's like oh no it's not ready yet I'm like, oh, we're going to have one of those episodes. <laughs> Maybe they did that on purpose to soften the blow of Darkwing Duck dying. Yeah, they really feel like it is because it's so silly. And silly things keep happening. So it just kind of negates all the seriousness because it's just being silly. And I, I appreciate that. I think it's pretty effective. This is also one of those weird episodes where in parts it feels overly animated. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Yes. Like where Darkwing will be talking and his arms are flailing and his head is moving way too much. It's just like, it looks like they had planned more for him to say and didn't want to get rid of the footage, so they just sped it up. There's there's a few times like that throughout the episode. But yeah, so there's a, a random oven on the catwalks in the Anvil Factory that has Megavolt's cooking goose in it. You know uh, the Final Destination movies? Yes. So in the movies, I remember that whenever someone was about to die, there was like signs of death ahead of time and like the characters always had to look out for them. And I feel mm -hmm. like in some weird way, that's kind of what they did with the Anvil Factory because it's like, uh-oh, is this where he's going to die? And then he doesn't. So this is the, the first actual uh, installation in... The Final Destination series is episode of Dead Duck, Darkwing Duck. Yes. 1991. <laughs> the way the franchise started. Little did everyone else know. And just connected the dots. <laughs> Watch out, Hollywood. So as, um, as Anne just meant to mention, this is all happening in an anvil factory. And anvils are falling. And one falls on Darkwing's head. And it just completely smashes his helmet and he takes it off and as uh, he hops in back into the rat catcher to go chase after Megavolt who is now running away again Launchpad chimes in with our, our message of this episode, the, the lesson for the kitties that it's way too dangerous to drive without a helmet this is from the pilot that crashes into everything and isn't wearing a helmet of his own it, true he is wearing a little aviator cap, though. So, but also I feel like Launchpad's head is so thick that he basically was born with a helmet on. He'd break the wall. The wall. 
is the one that would not survive. (laughs) This would be a completely different episode if that wall that Darkwing hits is the one that is having this traumatic after life after death experience. Launchpad kind of harps on for a little while and Darkwing gets super annoyed with him and just screams at him and man, it sure would be a shame if he just died. Darkwing, wait! We can't go anywhere, DW. You're not wearing a helmet. An anvil fell on it and I don't have time to get a new one. Yeah, driving without a helmet, that seems kind of too dangerous if you ask me. Don't worry, Launchpad, I'll be careful. I mean, a lot of people look up to you. What if somebody saw you not wearing a helmet and... Uh... Launchpad, give it a rest! <laughs> right after Juanus, which is what he does. He completely, 1,000% too. It's his fault. Because he's just not looking at where he's driving. And just smashes into a a bench on the sidewalk and goes flying into this brick wall and just lands straight in the afterlife and is immediately five seconds later, like the dust clears and he's in hell, (laughs) which I thought was very interesting. uh, Yes. It's just like, well, I guess this is where he really belongs. (laughs) So (laughs) Darkwing Duck is in hell. I don't even think we're five minutes into the episode and we're setting the pace. Um, there's a long line of people hanging out and he just completely cuts the line and the devil shows up. And this episode, they call him Lucifer. He's usually referred to as Beelzebub. Mm -hmm. But I found it interesting that he could call him Lucifer. But when he asked who he was, uh, he he had to, yeah, he had to whisper it into his ear. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, and this dude has got the weirdest design. Like, I paused on him because I'm familiar with this character. He's one of the ones that stuck with me, but he's just so friggin' weird looking. Like, he's got, like, this big snout with this big nose and nostrils, but he's got, like, this stereotypical, like, old-timey devil with, you know, like, the the curly handlebar mustache and the goatee, but he's wearing, like, a button-up orange shirt with a cloak on top. It's just... He's a strange looking dude. His head, he's especially. Just... It's like he's got horns, but it's like miniature like, yeah, they're like he- nubbins. Yeah, there's there's like nubbins on top of nubbins. It's it's a bit strange. <laughs> he's, he's just a lumpy chicken nugget, basically. <laughs> oh, and um yeah, so Darkwing is just like, Oh, well, where am I and who are you? And so Lucifer slash Beelzebub whispers to him and we don't know what he says but when he's like oh and where am i it totally sounds like he says bourgeois that's what it sounded like to me too and i was very (laughs) confused your acquaintance or what yeah thank you but but who are you and where am i me (laughs) why um you are and this is bourgeois it is you got it (laughs) oh it's because hell is bougie now i guess that's bourgeois so Darkwing is uh, appropriately concerned to learn this. And this begins Beelzebub's harassment of the people in line who, as far we as we know, are just patiently standing there. But he just starts screaming at people and zapping them with his pitchfork. And we get the Howie screen again. Yes. 
<laughs> Somebody gets thrown into the fiery pit of hell. I think they um, were attorneys and plumbers, if I recall oh, correctly. This, the first one was a car salesman. Oh, of course. But then the senator and a plumber are next. And uh, that's how it goes when you're in bourgeois <laughs> with P.L.'s <laughs> The people in the line are... Uh, reused characters from previous episodes that i recognized i recognized okay. one of them as being uh i think it was glue girl or at least she was like the the person that had like glue powers in the episode mm. with cement head mute i think that's mutancy on the bouncy but there's like a whole bunch of them lined up and i'm like i actually recognize these characters as background so they probably just they borrowed died. Yeah, they borrowed them from other episodes because it's easier than just designing a whole lineup of people. But mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of funny. They all went to hell. Oh, sorry. I meant bourgeois. Bourgeois. They all go right to bourgeois. Um, yeah, so Darkwing, as, you know, Beelzebub is zapping people, he just runs out of hell. Hey, wait. Where do you think you're going? I got better things to do with my life than hang around here. Hey, you can't just walk out of here! Hey, we got rules, we got regulations, you know? And we just... Hold on a second. Hey, plumber! Will you get back in line? What's the matter with you? Sorry, Lucifer, but I wouldn't be caught dead down here. Open up. Open up or I'll sue! And I got the best attorneys around you! He just He's like, I'm out of here, and, and there's an elevator. He literally is just like, this is stupid, I'm leaving, and just storms out. And I'm just like, what? when we talk about BDE energy, <laughs> this is it. This is Darkwing's big duck energy, okay? Yes, it is. Pinnacle. BDE. <laughs> uh-huh, so the, the elevator pops up through the clouds, is now in heaven, and um, St. Peter searches the heavenly guest list in his old as hell computer uh, and doesn't find Darkwing Duck. So he's like, oh, maybe it's under Drake Mallard. And Darkwing is saying something and is immediately like, wait, what? But then Lucifer appears from the elevator and he and St. Peter immediately start bickering over who gets Darkwing. Which, to be fair, when he died, he went straight to Bourgeois, so... <laughs> I think that was pretty clear where he belonged. But St. Peter's cute. He's like a little dog-nosed dude. And he kind of sounds like he's related to Foghorn Leghorn a little bit. I was thinking of Kentucky Fried Chicken Man for some reason. <laughs> oh, the Colonel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's about the same. Colonel Sanders, Kentucky Fried Chicken. And uh, Foghorn Leghorn, who is an oversized rooster man. It's all connected. See, we're connecting all the dots. Uh, so yeah, so they just kind of squabble over who gets this. And then they decide to flip a coin to see who gets them because that's how all, uh, you know, immortal... Ethereal? I don't know what word I'm looking for. That's how the fate of every eternal soul should be decided. And at some point during the last ten minutes of the show, five minutes of the show, Darkwing has completely denied the fact hasn't even thought that he's dead and, and it's not until this moment that he catches on to him. he's gone he's evil he's not telling you he's, he's evil. Hold it. i'll tell you what he's good we'll flip for him eh? tails i get the dead guy head he's yours just a minute here 
Who's dead? You, sir. <laughs> no, 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 not me. <laughs> dead, I, I never felt better. <laughs> if you two think I'm dead, you're dead wrong. And he retreats back to the, the elevator and goes down to Earth, which I guess it's the afterlife's only elevator because nobody chases him. And I guess he doesn't hit the return button. Uh, I don't know. Back on Earth, his ghost crawls out of the giant darkwing duck-sized hole where he died <laughs> uh, in the brick wall behind that ill-fated bench. And he tries to talk to the passerby, a very fancy-looking man, as he waddled on by. So he gets home, and he gets there and is basically there for two seconds before Launchpad and Goslin come home uh, in their morning clothes, sobbing hysterically. And they lament the loss of Darkwing as Ghost Darkwing refuses to accept that this is happening and just screams at them. It's <laughs> just yelling and jumping on things and screaming. And lo and behold, through the sheer force of rage and volume, he suddenly becomes visible to them. Note to all you ghosts out there, just scream at your loved ones long enough and they'll see you. And Goslin is very excited, understandably, to see her dead father and tries to hug him. <gasps> but she runs right through him and splats against the wall. And uh, and everybody realizes that Darkwing is dead. And Launchpad, I think that's like basically the last of sad Launchpad from here. He's just kind of got the zingers. Something's happened to me. I don't know what, but I need your help. You don't need help, D.W. You need an undertaker. Let's get one thing straight. I am not dead. Darkwing uh, just declares once again that he is not dead and that they have to go to the expert and spooky stuff and they head over to Morgana. And just, I think across the board, the animation in this episode is very good. Um, but Morgana looks weird. She's off model for sure. Yeah. Like she doesn't look bad. She just looks awkward. And she's very pink. She's not red. She's like a pink. I feel like she's a bit smaller than she's supposed to be too. Like maybe she should be mm. like slightly taller, but. And she says, so oh, dark darling, you look as if you have one foot in the grave. And Launchpad says both actually. <laughs> Launchpad coming in with the zingers over his best friend's dead ghost self. Um, so Morgana quickly gets her spill book, which well she doesn't actually. It comes walking over to her on a, a pedestal, which I gotta get me one of them. And she finds a spell and like her spells in this are so like are fun. I didn't write any of them down, but like the word play is really cute. And uh, so he gets reincarnated as a carnation, <laughs> which doesn't quite work out. He looks to be alive, though. He's not transparent. He does. Yes, he's not uh, see-through anymore as the carnation, but it's not good enough for him. So he turns back into a ghost and he starts to storm out of the house because he's all pissed off. But then... Opal, he's walking past a room where Morgana, I guess, is just watch was watching Opal Windbag. It's you know in her spare time, Morgana just watches be like the rest of us, 
And she's doing a special on supervillains who kill crime fighters and the agents who represent them. <laughs> and as she says this, Megavolt just like pops up over her head and waves like super happy. <laughs> it's pretty adorable. Yeah, so she just flat out says that, you know, Megavolt killed Darkwing. And it's just, I think that's for me, like, I don't know that a show this, like, for kids in this day and age would be as blunt about it. So that's interesting. It's like, oh, yeah, he, he's dead. And to be fair, I think it's also pretty funny that Megavolt is taking credit for killing Darkwing when Darkwing killed Darkwing. Oh, Megavolt. But Darkwing decides to go after Megavolt. And when we see Megavolt, he's, I think he's in his lighthouse lair because the interior of this, like, his hideout in this one looks familiar to me. And I think that's which one it is, which I think we see in. I'm pretty sure it's the lighthouse. It looks like it to yeah. me. Um, so, but he's on the phone talking uh, to his agent, I guess, about movie deal that's going on and who's going to play him. And um, Ghost Darkwing comes in with his I Am the Terror. And he says, I am the ghost of a chance that you don't have. And then immediately just starts trying to attack Megavolt, who cannot see or hear him. So it's basically just Darkwing, like, kicking the air and <laughs> it's pretty funny and megavolt is just completely oblivious on the telephone talking about how he wants a big actor to play him in this movie he's unhappy with the casting choices and he threatens to take the whole project over to the you know who brothers <laughs> the darkwing is unable to defeat megavolt because he's dead and megavolt doesn't even know that he's there and then death arrives. And he's pretty intimidating. Like, he's really tall. I think he might be the tallest character that we see. Like, he's taller than Morgana. Mm-hmm. He's very tall. And he's just, like, the, the typical, you know, hooded figure. But he's beefy. Like, <laughs> he's all bones under there. So his rib cage must be, like, a, like a barrel. And he's just got kind of human-looking skeletal hands and that's all we see of what lies beneath the cloak and he does his best Christmas Carol impression and just points solemnly towards the door and Darkwing pretends like he's gonna go with death and he's like oh after you and then slams the door <laughs> behind death like that's gonna stop him um, but it doesn't so Darkwing runs away as is Darkwing's forte and we catch up to him at the Mallard house where death is knocking on the door. <laughs> and this is one of those segments where it's super over animated and he's just moving a lot, but he basically says, Oh, there's no dark red duck here. You want the house next door? <laughs> and I screamed at my television because we go to the house next door and death is knocking and Herb comes to answer. Oh no, Herb! Don't answer the door. I'm coming, I'm coming. Binky, the gardener's here. And uh, he answers the door, of course, and it's just Death standing there with his scythe, picks him up, and uh, starts dragging him down the street. Oh my god, poor Herb. And Death apparently can't tell Herb apart from Darkwing for some reason. <laughs> That's the biggest insult. And Darkwing is still inside his house. 
and trying to reason with himself. Oh, I can't just stand here and let death take Herb. Can I? I mean, the world needs Darkwing Duck, while Herb Muddlefoot serves no particular purpose. Uh, it's like as death is like dragging Herb down the sidewalk. He's like, the world needs Darkwing Duck, while Herb serves no particular purpose. I feel like you would disagree. <laughs> he is a husband and a father, <laughs> and he is a fabulous salesman, and he is a generous, kind-hearted soul who makes questionable food for his neighbors. He is a pillar of the community. He is not going to bougie. He is not. He is like at the top of the VIP list for heaven, I'm convinced. So we don't really see, because the way that Darkwing is talking, he is completely on board with Herb taking his place in the afterlife. But we don't know what his reasoning is, why he talks himself out of it, because he does wind up going out on the sidewalk and distracting death and Herb gets away. So, yeah. Good for good for Darkwing for doing the right thing. But it's I just thought it was funny that he was convincing himself that her <laughs> didn't need to be saved. Then just went out and saved them anyway. So good on you, Darkwing. Good on you. So Darkwing shakes death long enough. Go back to Morgana's where she's still researching magic spells and she does another one that makes Goslin's shoes like tap dance away. And this is where Darkwing does his typical Darkwing thing where he completely gives up. Just like, okay, I guess this is it. Launchpad says, wow, DW seems real depressed, even for a dead guy. <laughs> yeah, oh, Launchpad. Does. And then the only one who has a sense of duty in this family, Goslin vows vengeance against Megavolt. Because Megavolt is still on the Opal Windbag show promoting his book. It had a really long name. I didn't write it down, but it basically was like, I killed a superhero and so can you. <laughs> the gist of it. So she goes off and does her Goslin thing, and Darkwing and Launchpad are wandering through the graveyard. Oh my god, this part is so good. It is. Wandering through the graveyard. And Darkwing is just kind of coming to terms with the fact that he's dead, and he regrets that he wasn't able to go to his funeral because he assumes there was throngs of mourners and not a dry eye in the house and as he's walking we pass this little orange traffic cone <laughs> on what looks like freshly dug soil and he completely goes back and it's that's his head marker his bar the marker of his burial site is a traffic cone with his picture taped to it <laughs> uh, not to be morbid but it would have been gratifying to see the throngs of mourners to, to hear the national outpouring of grief. To feel the- <laughs> What? This is it. Is this the end of Darkwing? No mounds of flowers spread over my grave? Where are the, the tasteless statues? The monumental memorials to my memory? Why? 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 Why didn't I hear a good press agent when I had the chance? <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, he is furious, as he should be. And we just kind of stay on Launchpad's face as we hear him raging. And I, I, I'm wondering if like, he was supposed to be crying or something, but he just looks bored. He reaches up and he flicks his bill uh -huh. 
and just seems like his brain has left the building. Like he's just <laughs> head empty. Yeah, his lunch pad is buffering. Uh, Maybe that's his uh, defense mechanism. Every time that Darkwing like, goes on a huge tantrum, Launchpad just disassociates and is like, "Ah, oh, here we go again. I'm just going into my head. <laughs> I'm just going to my happy place where he gets to crash planes nonstop. We uh, go back to the TV studio or Opal and her creepy, creepy beak lips. <laughs> like, you know, I think it's worse than... Well, it can't be worse than Monster Dairy. But she's just got, like, the full beak, but she's got plump red lips on the... Ugh, it's unsettling. But she's interviewing Megavolt about how his life has changed now that he's a murderer. <laughs> and basically everything's coming up Megavolt until Goslin grabs Opal's mic. So yeah, Goslin starts telling them off and starts telling the audience that if they bought his book, they should demand a refund. And she kind of went on for a while but that's the part where it's the last draw for megavolt because a refund you say that about his book that's it so then he advertises that he will be killing goslin on his show megavolt's crime of the week <laughs> and nobody tries to stop him and nobody <laughs> seems to care <laughs> it's true it's true but this megavolt's crime of the week show uh, is soon dubbed Megavolt Live, and it's just Megavolt with a standing camera in his lighthouse lair as he has Goslin tied up to a pillar. And uh, he just narrates to the camera, uh, which, mm, I mean, without the murder aspect, I would totally watch Megavolt's one-man show. Darkwing shows up as a ghost, and Goslin proclaims it, and Megavolt... Um, Reminds her that Darkwing is a dead duck, remember? You know, that'd be a good title for an episode. <laughs> and Launchpad shows up and is also pretty much immediately tied up. So now he's got two people to murder on air. And then Death shows up again. And this is actually the first time that he speaks. So like Prior to this, he was just a big looming figure. And so we get to hear Tony J. All I have to do is wreck Oh, oh yeah. You know, I forgot I'll keep it. But I did not forget about you. Sorry, pal, but you'll just have to wait. I have some lives to save here. Hey, you can't do this to me. You can't. Oh, I've been doing it for quite some time now. Trust me, I know my job. Oh, look, come on. Let me go. Let me go. He doesn't care about what's going on. He doesn't care that two people are about to be murdered. He just grabs Darkwing Duck and starts sinking through the floor as if it's venting crack shell and <laughs> Negaduck ooze. And he He's going yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Just like Pitbull and Kesha predicted. And Death, for his part, he's very sad. He's very sad that people always run away from him. <laughs> and for a character that doesn't have a face, he's very emotive. Like, his hood kind of droops sadly. He's very cute. He is. <laughs> for Grim Reaper, I feel bad for him. So then Darkwing does the thing that everybody does and tries to make a deal with death. And for, like, something not that grand, basically. He just says, if I can do something that you can't do, just give me an hour and I'll, you know, and then you could have me. It's like, huh, that's not... Like, he could have gone full-blown and then I'll be alive again. He just asked for an hour. And this is where the hand thing comes back in with the 
wiggling ming- middle fingers that Darkwing is apparently an expert at. So he does that, and Death attempts to do the same thing, and his hands literally fall apart. <laughs> a rain of bones on the ground. So he's not mad. He's just like, yeah, all right. See you in an hour. He was embarrassed. <laughs> he was. It was shameful. Oh. So a deal is deal, and Darkwing gets back up to where Goslin and Launchpad are, and he tries to untie them because he never learns a single lesson ever in his life, and he is incorporeal and cannot untie them. As the electronics start to attack them, Launchpad basically with the tutelage of Darkwing, as Darkwing tells him what to do, gets to play the hero, and gets cut free and starts reciting what Darkwing is telling him to say, but he's doing it a very theatric way that's very funny like he's standing in awkward positions and Darkwing he's flubbing his lines so Darkwing has to like yell at him and tell him not to ad lib so it's it's pretty fun for you know a man listening to his dead friend tell him how to beat a bad guy you can tell Launchpad has no experience in the heroing business it's not his job um, he's in the sidekicking gig and um, business is bad <laughs> So the the secret weapon here is the same thing basically that thwarts Negaduck because he basically depresses Megavolt <laughs> into sitting down. Now what, D.W.? Tell him there is nothing in this world as precious as life. Uh, there's nothing. Uh, there's nothing in this world as precious as life. Yeah. Come again. Uh, if you only worry about yourself, you're just gonna end up lonely and unhappy. I am. Ye have to treat others with the respect and kindness that they deserve. Perfect. Now mutilate him. Hey, what happened to respect and kindness? Darkwing. Darkwing the malevolent ghost just says, like, in, like, his super evil voice goes, now mutilate him. <laughs> That's why Darkwing's going to bourgeois. Now we know. <laughs> and uh, Launchpad, to his credit, doesn't really mutilate him. He just ties him up. But if that was the way the Negaduck thing had resolved in the <laughs> comics, <laughs> it would have been spectacular. Negaduck, you don't have any friends. Oh, I don't have any friends. Mutilate him. <laughs> Finish him. Finish him. So that's all good. That's the uh, wrapped up with Megavolt, quite literally. And um, we go back to Macabre Manor and Morgana still can't find anything. I hope Darkwing. And Death shows up again and allows him to say goodbye to everyone. So it's very sad. You know, everybody's crying. And... (laughs) To break up the tension, though, his goodbyes to Goslin are so good. Bye-bye, Goslin, honey. I love you. Remember, wash behind your ears, eat your vegetables, stay out of prison, and... Darkwing, we really must be going. He knows her too well. (laughs) He does. It's spectacular. Uh, So, he looks... So brave as he proudly walks out the door with death. Everyone is so 
impressed with him, but of course, as soon as he hits the path outside and the door is closed, he immediately is throwing himself at Death's feet, groveling. But, lo, it does the thing, this episode. It does it. It does the old trope where, much like Dorothy Gale in Kansas, as he's groveling, we hear the token like waking up chimes of cartoons and media of a certain era darkwing is not in fact dead it was all a dream he is clutching at launch pad and he is living his best it's a wonderful life self as he's wandering around and he's just so happy his life is wonderful and he's alive and he's only got bandages on his head because this is a cartoon, kids. He kind of breaks the fourth wall because he's like, wait. Wait, wait a minute. You're telling me I went through all that mental anguish over a dream? What a cheat. But anyway, the point is I'm alive and well and definitely not dead. Basically calling out the writers. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to put the cake mix in the oven and so this is our second oven of the episode in case anybody is much <laughs> wondering and when he opens it a, a gout of flame bursts out and Beelzebub is inside and asks him if he has the correct time and that's how the episode ends what is that hinting at is it hinting that it wasn't a dream but maybe a what if if he had in fact died that all would have played out and Beelzebub's just reminding him of that fact. Maybe. Maybe death felt for him and was like, oh, well, let's just make... I can't stand all this groveling. It's too pathetic. Uh, yeah, sure, go back. And Beelzebub is... Uh... Other that, either that or the devil can randomly poke his head out of your oven and ask you what time it is. I mean, any scenario is likely in this case. So... There we go. That's the the final scene of this, and I'm pretty sure it ends with a dun 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 dun. <laughs> it sure does. Because <laughs> what's funnier than the devil in an oven? And that is Dead Duck. It's a good one. Yeah, I like, I like this it. episode. It's very, uh, it's got a lot of comedy, as he pointed out, but uh, and like a lot of absurdity. But it does have a few tender moments, especially him and Goslin. She looks mm -hmm. genuinely very upset when he's saying goodbye to her for the final yeah. time. And Heartbroken. Yeah, and so it's all very sad. And, you know, we get to see Morgana and Launchpad, and he's saying goodbye to them. And it sounds like him and Morgana hadn't gotten into a relationship at this point. Because mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. says, I wish we could have gotten together. So it seems mm -hmm. to be either she was still a villain and he was dreaming about them getting together at this point or she was in like the middle of reformation who knows yeah i like oh, it knows. i consider cool. it one of the iconic episodes yeah and for as silly and everything as it is it's still pretty dark because darkwing dies and goes to hell and then comes back to earth and sees his grieving family look <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a Dark Green Duck episode. It can only go so deep, but I feel like this is probably the deepest that the show goes. The whole point mm -hmm. was he didn't wear a helmet and he died because he wasn't being careful. So it drove home like a really, you know, important safety tip for the kids. Yeah, yeah it was good. There was quite a few puns, which I enjoy. And the sight gags were really great in this one, too. Like the whole cone thing. 
this episode really demonstrates why Megavolt is one of the top, I think he's, I, I would consider him next to Negaduck, probably one of the most dangerous villains of the series. And you can see, like, I, I guess this is, if technically Darkwing was dreaming, then maybe this is how he sees Megavolt. But Megavolt was pretty brutal in this one. Like, he had absolutely mm-hmm. no regrets whatsoever about murdering Darkwing, or at least pretending he did, and then taking all the credit and writing a book and, you know, getting all the love and attention and praise for it. And then openly plotting to murder Goslin and Launchpad on live television. Exactly. And then even in um, Inside Binky's brain, he was 1,000% ready to murder Binky. So <laughs> uh, he he might not have the highest body count, but I think he does have some bloodlust. He does. He does. And uh, we never really know. Maybe he, I think he just robbed the bank in this one. He wasn't too distracted by electronics in this one. It was always good. It's always fun when Megavolt is involved. It's a good even time. when it involves murder. Yeah, it's a good time for the for us, the people watching it, not so much for Darkwing. So I guess uh, does this make Megavolt public enemy number two? Or yes. is he public enemy number three? I'd say number two, I'm gonna give Negaduck a pardon and let him be number one. Because I, I don't count oh. Dr. Slug. <laughs> Why not? Cause he's not really in it. He's more like a running gag. I guess if you really want to rub it in, Negaduck is technically number two. But I think in terms of like actual villains that we see, I think Negaduck is probably the most out of control and dangerous and maniacal. But Megavolt comes pretty darn close. Hmm. I'll agree with that assessment. Alrighty. So on the um, Aquacoware freshness scale, how how are we rating this one? I'm going to give it a four out of five. Because, like I said, it's an all-around good episode. It's iconic. It's got a lot of puns. The only stuff that is off is, as you brought up, was the animation, pretty much. Mm. Just, like, little things here and there. And, I mean, it did end up being a dream. I mean, it had to be what was the other choice to let him let right. it be the last episode of the series and then he just dies. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd say four out of five. I like it. Okay. I agree with that assessment. I think that's pretty, pretty tight until you get to about like the halfway point and then Herb shows up. So I have to rate it at least an 11,000 out of five. <laughs> um, uh... Because even though he was in it for five seconds, what a beautiful five seconds it was. That is probably one of my favorite scenes in that episode. <laughs> it's just so random, but it's so realistic <laughs> to what would happen. It's so funny. It's just so funny because it's just like one of those stupid things or it's like oh there's nobody in here but us chickens and then poor herb is getting dragged down the street <laughs> but yeah, as darkwing is safe inside his house uh the model foots and also i'm surprised that herb and binky have a gardener after as much effort as they put in and inside binky's brain themselves to maintain their lawn but maybe this is after that after they kind of burn down the house the third time and they decide to leave the gardening to the professionals maybe death uh has a side gig as a gardener oh and he's legit the gardener that shows up and didn't tell anyone so he was just dragging her down to the bank so that he could pay him for the last time he came to the house yes got it okay i could get behind that because he did just kind of drop her once 
Darkwing showed back up. His two, two jobs can't flow together perfectly. He needs to separate them a little bit. Understand the side hustle and the main hustle. And speaking of hustles, there's nothing to do with hustles. I repopulated our wheel of names. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You gonna spin so, it? I am gonna spin it. Do you want me to refresh your memory as to what's on here first, or do you want to Make it a surprise. Surprise me. Okay. Let's see. It's spinning. Next week, we will be watching. Oh, I think this is one you don't like. The Incredible Bulk. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the one where Launchpad gets a giant brain? No, you're thinking of Heavy Mental. Heavy Mental. This is the episode where Bushroot has like a formula and Darkwing gets all muscular, but then there's just a lot of weird like body transformation stuff. (laughs) Okay. I don't have any memory of this one. All right. So I feel like we had a streak of of good episodes here of two. And here we go. We're going into the incredible bulk next time. So until then, uh, dear friends and listeners, remember that crime does not sleep. And neither do we. And for the love of God, wear a helmet. Yes. Please don't go to bougie. Do not go to bourgeois. Bourgeois. Bougie. <laughs> bougie bourgeois. <laughs>